It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. We're well over 1,000 subscribers right now. Let's keep getting that number up as we reached our goal to have over 1,000 by the NFL draft, and it is draft week. If you don't watch the show or subscribe to the show on YouTube, that's okay. You can always change that, but it's okay. You can listen to the show wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher. We're on every single one of those podcasting platforms out there. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show on YouTube. This week, though, the schedule's a little bit messed up, putting out this episode on Monday morning, afternoon-ish. So typically the show's already out, but I was out in Talladega this week for work, got back later last night. So might be doing the schedule where the episodes come out later on in the day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And on Thursday, going to have a live show at 7. That will serve as our weekly Friday mailbag this week. When you watch live, just send in the chat your questions, and I'll answer them right there. You can also send questions ahead of time. If you want to. So no Friday mailbag as I will be reacting to what the Carolina Panthers do with the six pick, whether that's trading back or taking someone at six. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you cover this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So after months of constantly talking about what the Carolina Panthers might do, will do, are going to do. At sixth overall, we will finally have our answer come Thursday evening in Las Vegas as the 2022 NFL Draft is finally here. And y'all know, this is such an exhausting time of the year where we have free agency playing out, you have the combine, you have the senior bowl, mobile, and then you have just the weeks leading up to the draft where there's constant rumors of what this team might do, what does this trade mean? Is this player upset once it wants out? How that might affect each team ahead of the Carolina Panthers, behind the Panthers, and of course, what might impact the Carolina Panthers sitting there at sixth overall as they have two obvious needs heading into Thursday night. One of them, and possibly the top need, depending on how you want to look at it, is the quarterback position. We're currently only P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold sit there on the Carolina Panthers roster heading into Thursday evening's draft. All that could change by Thursday, and we'll get into more of that here in just a moment. But as we currently stand, the Panthers only have P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold at quarterback. I think there's very few people out there that want that to be the Panthers' reality come this time next week, and especially when they head down to Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College later on in July for training camp ahead of the 2022 season. 
Sam Darnold, someone that a lot of people do not want to see play quarterback ever again as he started for the Carolina Panthers. I personally don't want to see it, but I see a scenario where that might make the most sense for the Carolina Panthers instead of reaching for a quarterback. The Carolina Panthers, though, have been very patient since losing out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and evaluating the this current quarterback class, where that's Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, uh, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, Matt Corral from Ole Miss, and Sam Howell from North Carolina. They have been diligent in checking out every single one of those options as they head into Thursday night and trying to figure out what to do. They have not traded for Baker Mayfield. They have not traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. They have stayed patient and firm in their decision-making and trying to figure out what is the best thing for the Carolina Panthers and that organization to do come Thursday evening and even passed in at the quarterback position. The other obvious glaring need is that left tackle. Now, depending on how you look at it, you might believe that Brady Christensen is the long-term option at left tackle for the Carolina Panthers. When he played the position last year, he did just as good, if not a better job, than anyone else who started there last season in 2021 in a 5-12 season for the Carolina Panthers. The last couple of weeks, he started, and he only got better. Now with new offensive line coach James Campen, who is known for turning guys who are day two and three picks into pro bowlers, he looks at Brady Christensen as someone who potentially could be the starter at left tackle. Also, he has not said that he is going to absolutely be stuck there. And the Carolina Panthers have a, have a chance to take maybe one of the top three tackles, whether it's Charles Cross out of Mississippi State, Evan Neal out of Alabama, or Ike Aquanu out of North Carolina State, who's a local kid here in the Charlotte area. They could take any of those guys potentially there at six. So you have to weigh. Is it more? Does it make more sense to take a top 10 tackle in Neal, Aquanu, or Cross, or a guy who's drafting the third round, who did play left tackle at an All-American level in 2020 at BYU, albeit against a terrible schedule because of the pandemic, didn't get the opportunity to play Pac-12 schools like BYU traditionally does. So would you rather have the top 10 talent or Brady Christensen, who's shown in a small sample size that he might be the answer? He's also an older prospect because of going to BYU in the Mormon mission, all that kind of stuff. So you have to weigh those two things. Either way, going into Thursday night, we know that the Carolina Panthers absolutely could use a quarterback or a left tackle. The quarterbacks, though, aren't considered to be game changers from day one. Kenny Pickett might be viewed as the most NFL-ready, but what is his ceiling? Malik Willis has all the traits that you're looking for, but will he ever reach the potential ceiling that he has? Desmond Ritter, plenty of experience, was a winner, great size, but is he worth the sixth overall pick, or is he worth the first-round pick at all? Same thing with Matt Corral, Sam Howell, Bailey Zappi, and all the other quarterback prospects out there. The safest pick to me right now, sitting here on Monday morning at 10.43 a.m. as I'm recording this episode, the safest pick for the Carolina Panthers, if they're going to stay at six to me, is to take a left tackle. I believe they'll probably take a quarterback, but right now for me, what I want to see the Carolina Panthers do here on Monday, April 25th at 10.43 a.m., I want to see the Carolina Panthers take one of the top three tackles there at six. If it's Evan Neal, great. If it's Icky Iquanu, great. If it's Charles Cross, great. One of those three guys, handing the card, I'm totally fine with that. If it's Pickett or Willis, would be less excited about that pick if the Carolina Panthers decide to do that there at sixth overall. Now, they have some decisions to make before getting a Thursday evening and it could 
pertain to the quarterback position as Ian Rappaport has an update on the Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield and what his future might be potentially here in Carolina. We'll get into all that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens because, well, they sent it to me and they told me that it was good for me and would give me great energy and would be great for my health. And hell, if anyone's going to send me something free and say it's good for me, well, yeah, I'm probably going to take it. So what's in this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food super, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. And it's so simple, guys. You can start your day off, wake up in the morning, put a scoop in of 12 ounces, 8 ounces of water, shake it up for 20 seconds, drink that, then have breakfast. Or sometimes what I do, if I go work, work out in the morning, Come back after my workout, shower, take that, then eat breakfast. It's great for your energy levels and gives you an absolutely awesome start to your day. AG1 is great for every single type of lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. AG1 is for you. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplemental routine to recover. It costs them $100 a day. You don't want to do that. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. And those come in the clutch. Had them every morning with travel packs when I was down in Talladega this past weekend helped me get my day started off right all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nfl network again that's athleticgreens.com slash nfl network take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance this lockdown podcast is brought to you by home chef now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down how are your resolutions coming one of mine was to order less takeout cook more at home but i'll be honest i haven't been consistent that is until i found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. For those of you who've listened to the podcast for over a year, thank you, obviously, for your support. But y'all know how I feel about the NFL draft and just how long it drags on. And I am personally so desperate to get the Thursday night because you can only talk about these things so much. Last year, we spent a ton of time the last four or five weeks heading into the draft talking about Sam Darnold being traded to Carolina and what that would mean for the eighth pick. Would the Carolina Panthers still take a quarterback in Justin Fields? Would they take Mac Jones or would they look elsewhere? Panay Sewell, if he dropped, and I was saying Sewell or a riot and did not get there. Unfortunately, the Detroit Lions took him at seventh overall, but there's a lot of questions of what the Carolina Panthers would do. 
Although for me, I felt like they weren't going to take a quarterback because they played their cards by drafting or trading a, a second, fourth, and sixth round pick to the New York Jets, bidding against themselves for the services of Sam Darnold, which I thought then was a bad decision, as we found out a year later, was a bad decision, as Sam Darnold was terrible in the 2021 season. Injuries played a factor, bad offensive line, Christian McCaffrey being injured, all that kind of stuff. But the main factor is Sam Darnold, over four years, has not proven that he is capable of being a good starting quarterback in the National Football League, which has the conversations once again surrounding around the Carolina Panthers potentially either getting a veteran like they tried to do by trading for Deshaun Watson, which they failed to do, or taking a quarterback in the draft or, you know, going out there and trying to trade for another one out available like Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield. Which brings me to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network who reported on Monday morning the Panthers are expected, sorry, reported that the Panthers are not expected to trade for Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield prior to the first round of the NFL draft. Sources say if they do at all, Thursday has to play out first before any other options are considered. Carolina picks at six. This was the first thing I saw when I woke up groggy on Monday morning. When I first saw it, I thought it said the Carolina Panthers are expected to trade for Baker Mayfield, which that's what I wrongly read at first. And I was like, Okay, great. So my day starting off like this. Instead, when I was able to you know, rub my eyes and realize, okay, all he's saying is that they're not expected to trade for Baker Mayfield right now. That's not necessarily news. We found out last week from Ellis Williams of the Charlotte Observer, who covers the Carolina Panthers, that the Carolina Panthers, if they were going to trade for Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo or any quarterback, those would be the only two options. It would likely occur after the first round. So think Friday or Saturday if they're going to make something like that happen. Now, there's a few hangups when it comes to Mayfield and Garoppolo right now. We'll start off with Baker Mayfield, who's been a topic of conversation and interest here in Carolina as he is recovering from the labor and shoulder uh, surgery that's on his non-throwing shoulder play throughout that all of last season. A guy who took the Browns to the playoffs back in 2020, got him to the divisional round before losing to Kansas City, and then last year played through injury had a bunch of drama and now Cleveland obviously is moving on from him at least they want to eventually move on from him after they traded for Deshaun Watson and signed two other backup quarterbacks to back up Deshaun in an event that he's suspended or whatever happens with the civil cases he's got going on there in Cleveland so with Baker though the Cleveland Browns do not want to pay any of the 18.858 million dollars that he's owed that is the fifth year option for the season the same amount of salary that Sam Darnold is receiving from Carolina Panthers obviously made a far worse decision by exercising that than the Browns with Baker Mayfield because Mayfield was coming off a playoff where Darnold was coming off with failing in his first stop as a starting quarterback in the NFL draft. The Carolina Panthers cannot afford to pay nearly $38 million for two quarterbacks, and neither one of them might be the long-term answer here in Carolina. So the Panthers, that's a non-starter for them to even want to do that. And that's really been the holdup with the Panthers and any other team, potentially Seattle, that might be interested in trading for Baker Mayfield. The Browns also want picks back which is insane. They don't want to pay a, a cent of a salary and they're expecting picks back for Baker Mayfield when Watson's obviously their starter, Brissett's their QB2, and Josh Dobbs is their QB3, and Baker Mayfield is QB4. Again, went from one to four over the course of a week. And the Browns think they have the leverage to get picks back and not to pay at all any of his salary at all. That's not the case. Eventually, the Browns are going to realize that they're going to have to get rid of Baker Mayfield, and the only way to do that is to be eating some of that salary. They will get a pick back, 
similar to what happened last year. The Carolina Panthers traded away Teddy Bridgewater to the Denver Broncos, had to pay the majority of his salary, and they got back the sixth pick. I still feel like the same thing is going to happen with Baker Mayfield. Maybe, maybe Cleveland gets a better pick than six. I don't know. But until the Browns bring down their asking price and realize that they can't hold on to Baker, then the Panthers might be able to make a decision with that. Now, with San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo as well, the hold up with there, the Browns, the, the 49ers cut him. But Garoppolo might not be able to throw football until August. What team is going to be able to trade for him? Especially Carolina bringing in a new offense with Ben McAdoo. They can't bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. And had Garoppolo not had shoulder surgery, he might already be here in Carolina. Probably a better system fit. Don't have to worry about whatever perceived attitude or personality that he has. He would have fit into the locker room just fine. And there would be really no sort of problems at all, I would think. So that's where we stand as far as with Baker Mayfield and Carolina Panthers. Now, none of this should really be a surprise. One, because Ellis reported this last week. But two, the Carolina Panthers, who a lot of teams and a lot of people out there, whether it's GMs, other executives, draft analysts, reporters, they understand the Carolina Panthers are a team and the most likely team in the top six that would take a quarterback right there with their pick. You're not going to play your hand and trade for Baker Mayfield ahead of the draft on Thursday because that happens. Then everyone's going to know, all right, they're going to take a tackle. Which could lead someone to then take a tackle instead because like Giants sitting there at what, five and seven, they could decide, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and take this tackle now instead of waiting after Carolina, knowing that Carolina has already taken a, or he has a quarterback. So you don't want to play your cards. Last year, they did. Whether you want to believe that or not, I try to tell you throughout the weeks leading up to the draft that the Panthers have made their decision at quarterback. While people still obsessed over Justin Fields and thought maybe Mac Jones could be somebody, even though a lot of the conversation was that Mac Jones was going to be the pick for the San Francisco 49ers at three after they traded up. They eventually, of course, drafted Trey Lance. But the decision had already been made at that point. The Panthers decided that Darnold, plus the eighth pick, was more appetizing than Justin Fields or Mac Jones. A wrong decision so far at the quarterback position at the very least. We'll see how it plays out with J.C. Horn. They cannot play their cards going into Thursday night. They need to be patient, draft that left tackle there at six, and then if they want to add a quarterback, which they've said multiple times, that they will not go into the season with only Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker in that quarterback room, then do that on Friday or Saturday. Or really, preferably do it on like Monday because I got a bachelor party this weekend. So don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even comment on it because I'm gonna be busy. But don't, don't do that to me, Panthers. Like, don't hijack my weekend. Okay. But still, that's where we sit right now with Baker Mayfield. Not expected to trade for him prior to the first round. Now, prior to the second round, day two, where they have no picks currently, maybe a deal gets worked out. But obviously, it's up to the Cleveland Browns to stop being stubborn and recognize that you're not going to get multiple picks and you're not going to only be, you're not going to be able to not pay a cent of that salary for Baker Mayfield. Okay. So the whole Baker thing, we got that going on. Panthers don't want to play their cards. I hope that they take quarterback at six and, or sorry, a left tackled six. And I don't necessarily want them to take a quarterback at six, but that's not necessarily my biggest concern. It is a concern. My biggest concern starts at the top and at the top. I mean, David Tepper and what role and involvement he might have leading into Thursday night at the draft. 
We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Y'all already know that Built Bar is by far the best tasting protein bar ever. Have you tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, all Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate on every single Bilt Bar. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting and they're better for you. At Bilt Bar, they're all about taste. They make it delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they figure it out every single time. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's been said multiple times that ownership is the biggest competitive advantage in professional sports. You have a good owner, someone who hires the right people, stays out of the way, you are likely going to win a lot of games. If an owner who butts in, hires the wrong people, you're probably going to have not so much success as we've seen here in Carolina over the four years that David Tepper has been here and really the last two years. And David Tepper removed Ron Rivera, hired Matt Rule, a college coach, and now has brought in his own general manager and Scott Fitter, who I like in what he's done so far. But still, David Tepper has proved to be an active participant in what's going on with his organization here in Carolina. And Really, who could blame him? He's a billionaire, spent $2.25 billion, liquid on the team. He's the sole owner. It's basically his pet project at this point in time. He does not do his hedge fund stuff like he used to do. Like, this is his baby. And he wants Carolina Panthers to be successful. And, hey, I, I get it. It's his money, so obviously he should be involved at a certain point. But when does that become a problem? And it feels like it's already become a problem here in Carolina. I feel like I've talked about this ad nauseum. The decision to move off of Teddy Bridgewater was not so much a Matt Rule decision or a Marty Herney decision, obviously, because Marty Herney was, you know, got canned with two weeks left in the season. It was a David Tepper decision. As we go back to that December Zoom press conference, once Marty Herney was relieved or they mutually parted ways, whatever, however they wanted to describe it, David Tepper came out and said that you have to be in constant pursuit of that quarterback. If you don't have him, you have to go out there and find one, which you knew right then and there that Teddy Bridgewater would not be the quarterback, even though Matt Rule said a couple weeks later, following the Senior Bowl, that Teddy Bridgewater is our quarterback. He said the same thing so far. We've heard about Sam Darnold being the starting quarterback here in Carolina last week from Ben McAdoo. A couple weeks ago, Scott Fitter was saying that Sam Darnold was the uh, favorite to start right now. Well, that all could change, of course, coming up here this week as the Panthers could draft a quarterback at six or, as I just mentioned a couple minutes ago, trade for one like Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo following the first round of the draft as has been reported by Ellis Williams of the Deserver and Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. All those things could happen. But we're in this position, chasing after quarterbacks 
embarrassing ourselves over a year process trying to get Deshaun Watson as a multitude of legal issues surrounding him throughout the time. And still currently, as he's now a Cleveland Brown, David Tepper has been the thirstiest man in the NFL trying to find a quarterback. And when I heard Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football a couple of weeks ago talk about his conversation with David Tepper at the NFL, um, at the Super Bowl, excuse me, and saying how Tepper, oh, got to be great to play in one of these. Yeah, every single owner who's not there wants to play in the Super Bowl. But David Tepper was going to be aggressive once again and how that was seemingly some positive. The aggressiveness, the aggressiveness here, the aggressiveness is what led to Sam Darnold being here in Carolina and the Carolina Panthers being in this position once again, which leads me to be concerned again what the Carolina Panthers might do on Thursday night because of the overzealous owner, David Tepper. Jason Lockenfor of CBSSports.com. He put out an article on Monday morning of his insider notes leading into the draft on Thursday, and he had this to say about the Carolina Panthers as he believes the Panthers will take Kenny Pickett, quarterback, out of Pittsburgh, saying, from what I hear, owner David Tepper loves the kid. And if you pay attention to these parts, I have been telling you that since the end of the college football season, Tepper is a huge pit booster. You think he is willing to see a pit quarterback shine somewhere else when he had a chance to grab him first. After all of Carolina's many misfires at the quarterback position, you think this billionaire is going to listen to the scouts or football people making a pitch for Malik Willis? I don't. That scares me. It's not uncommon to see a owner take over the war room for a, someone that he fancies to be his quarterback. Let's go back a couple years ago. Dan Snyder up with the, I think, then Washington Redskins. Then, of course, it became the football team, now the Commanders. Dan Snyder famously took over the war room so that he could draft Dwayne Haskins, a local product, to be his quarterback. Haskins flamed out after two years, ended up in Pittsburgh, and tragically lost his life a couple weeks ago. Did not work out quarterback-wise for the Washington football team and soon-to-be commanders when the Deshaun, or sorry, Dwayne Haskins was there in Washington. The owner, Dan Snyder, has made a multitude of mistakes, and it's not even really the football product. It's all the things that have happened within his organization outside of that that have been the main issues for Dan Snyder, who might be on his way out. And let's go back not too long ago, a politician down in Rock Hill, as last week the Panthers announced that the contract was going to be null and void moving forward with the HQ training facility that they're building down in Rock Hill, down in York County, on land that David Tepper and the Panthers own. It was not too long ago where a politician down in South Carolina said that David Tepper promised us Jerry Jones and provided us Dan Snyder. So there we go, another connection to the much maligned owner up there in Washington, Dan Snyder. What's to say, what's to stop really David Tepper from seeing Kenny Pickett sitting there at six where he will be and being like, you know what? Darnold's not the guy. We couldn't get Watson. Stafford didn't want to play here. Russell didn't want to play here. Teddy wasn't our guy. I like this kid. Pitt kid just like me, at least University of Pittsburgh. I'm going to go after him. I want him on my team. Because the owner signs up on everything. The the Scott Fitter could be like, David, this he's not the right guy for us. We need to just go ahead and go best player available. Let's take a left tackle. It's like, forget that nonsense. We got Christensen. He's fine. Let's take him. That's my biggest concern. It's the owner. And I've said it plenty of times now with David Tepper. It's like, it was great. He came out here, drank beers with the fans, put the logo on the field. Like any of that stuff matters. None of that matters at all. Might have made you feel good at the time. And like, oh, this guy are 
the billion, the people, the the billionaire of the people, whatever the hell you want to call it, the benevolent billionaire. None of that mattered. What matters is winning. And since he's gotten here, they've lost. And the first two years can't really put it on him. But when he brought in his own people, it's gotten worse. So I don't have any, any, I don't like the idea of him sitting in there. He's going to be in the war room. As we saw the videos last year, he'll be sitting there. He'll be active in what's going on. And who's to say he is not just go ahead and be like, you know what? I want my quarterback. I'm taking Kenny Pickett. That's, that's my concern. Because you can hate Matt Rule all you want, but remember who hired him. You can hate Sam Darnold all you want, but remember who forced the quarterback decision. It all starts at the top in David Tepper. So that's the only, that's the main concern. It's not the only concern, but it's really the main concern I have heading into Thursday. Don't want to scare you. Don't want to be, you know, too crazy about it. But still, David Tepper, God, that guy frightens me when it comes to the long-term stability of this organization. All right, it's going to wrap it up here on this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over here on YouTube. You can also check out the show on whatever podcasting platform that you use, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey. We are on every single one of them. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday, except for this Friday, because I'm going to be reacting to what the Panthers do there at 6. I answer your weekly Friday mailbag question, so you can participate by either adding me or DMing me on Twitter or leaving a comment on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show. Now, this Thursday, we'll be doing a live show at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. So if you subscribe to the channel, which you should already be doing, you'll get a notification and you'll be able to go watch that show. And that's what we'll use as a weekly Friday mailbag leading up to the draft that night. I think about 8 o'clock when the draft starts. So we have that time. So get in there. Ask whatever final questions that you have. I'll give my final thoughts what the campaigner should do. Those could change. We'll see what the reporting is the next couple of days, but that's what's going to happen. And of course, as I told you last week, later on that night after they are done the first round, I'll go live again and I'll be Friday's show, but I'll go live and re- react to what the Carolina Panthers did with the six overall pick, whether it's trading back, taking the quarterback, taking the tackle, all that. I'll react to that there on Thursday evening. But in the meantime, I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Stay safe, keep pounding, and, well, goodbye. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.